Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and it's another one of those rushing around kind of mornings because I'm trying to get out for an early morning run and of course I've left it all far too late and I'm desperately trying to get this all crammed in and it's not working and it is what it is which means I'm going to say to you now that this might be a fairly short episode of TFM and then I'll probably end up doing 30 minutes as is the normal way these things work out but anyway let's crack on with a little bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> I'm still somewhat perplexed by something that I saw in Spain last week Um, and I'm going to throw it out there because I asked a few people locally and I couldn't get an answer. Now why why I feel that I'm going to get an answer from um, the listeners uh, when I couldn't get an answer from the locals but it's that thing of because it's still floating around my head I need to say it out loud. If nothing else, just then as soon as I put it in your orbit, then it becomes something I have to worry about a little bit less and probably can move on. And it's a really little thing. It's a really little thing, as these things are that that tend to not trouble you, but float around your head. Um, I went for a walk, and I'm, I'm now trying to wonder if I actually mentioned this last week. I don't think I did, but in fact, I'm sure I didn't. But anyway, we'll go with it anyway, and apologies if I, I'm now repeating myself. I went for a walk... Um, on I think the Thursday might have been the Tuesday Tuesday or Thursday um, and I had I had uh, a podcast to listen to and I went for a, a, a stroll from the from the hotel and I started off by walking down to the to the beach from the hotel just to see if I could get all the way along the beach uh, and as it turned out you can't um, in the direction I wanted to go into but I went down and I and I went and had a look anyway. And I arrived down on the beach, and there were four or five, I think it might have been four, um, small fishing boats. So definitely a fishing boat, but not not anything um, massive. So not trawler size, but, but bigger than somebody sat there with a rod. And they were all fishing, but they were fishing only about 30 or 40 feet from the shore. Maybe a little bit further, maybe 50 or 60 feet from the shore, whatever. But they were very close. They were close enough that you thought, oh, they're close. Um, and I'm sure they were using nets. Um, well, the only thing they kind of been using. They weren't. It wasn't. So they. So they were. This. This wasn't. This wasn't pleasure. This. This. This was industrial fishing or fishing on a scale. And I asked quite a few people to say, what could they possibly have been catching so close to shore? I've never seen that before. Um, you know, normally they head out into deeper water, and, um, and and I don't know how fast the water ran away, but we were very, very close to the shore at that point. And I still have no clue. I, I've, having, having asked them in reception, having asked... Jose, uh, who was the amazing guy who was on the um, on the on the the entrance, who, who let you in and out. Um, I haven't been able to find anybody that could say to me anything other than what do you mean that fishing, you know, that close to the edge of the shoreline. So, if you've got any knowledge of what they do at parts of Spain down there, and they go out in small but obviously, um, you know, commercial. This wasn't hobbyist. This was a commercial thing of of some of some note. Then I would I would be appreciative if you would let me know because it's been bugging me most of the week. 
day. How can Nestle have discontinued the Caramac bar? And that's that. That's almost this entire section on its own. That question in of itself should be enough for the vast majority of you to know exactly where I'm going to go with the next however many minutes. And realistically, the question's been asked and it shouldn't be much longer. But how? How can... I know Caramac is in that, it's in that Marmite kind of space. Well, it's not in that. Well, I don't know. Is it in that Marmite space? Is it that Marmite? Not sure. Definitely divides opinion without a shadow of a doubt. But how can how can Caramac not be around at some point in the future? And I feel so much empathy now that that um, I need to go out in the next couple of days and and hoard Caramac. And I don't eat Caramac on a on a you know, a regular turnaround, but Caramac's in my list of really, really liked things. I like to suck Caramac, which which is something you probably shouldn't say out loud, but um, there's something about the taste of it. It's not a chomping bar for me, because it's thin and of, and of its shape. It's something that you just let melt in your mouth. Suck's probably the wrong the wrong kind of description. You just let it melt in your mouth, a Caramac, because it's just such, it's just, I mean, I know it's really, really, sweet and overly sweet which is why a lot of people will probably struggle with it but for those of us who have a sweet tooth caramac is absolutely up there as something that's got a unique taste and i go back to when you could buy caramac easter eggs and all those kind of things and i liked it when they brought out the caramac uh, buttons and and obviously nestle have tried every single variant possible and obviously we've moved into that silly space with chocolate where everything has to be somehow you know remixed or redone or there's got to be some kind of whatever you can't just have a chocolate bar anymore there's got to be a hundred different versions of a topping and then you've got to have it in loads of different forms and it's got to come in a button form and it's got to come in there and there and there and there and bites and whatever but caramac on its own absolutely perfect just absolutely perfect uh, sweet enough for a sugar rush, sweet enough for a hit. As I say, for those of us, uh, and it might just be me, who like to just let it dissolve in our mouths, it, it took quite a while to eat a caramel bar. I could make a, make a caramel bar. If I picked one up in the car and I was on a journey when I was did a lot of driving, I could make a caramel bar last quite a long time. By the way, I cho- chose to digest it. So uh, what are you thinking, Nestle? What are you thinking? <laughs> I think it's really sad that we've got a Home Secretary that's so desperate to pursue her own career, is so convinced um, that that her party is going to lose the next election, and is so desperate to pursue her own career, um, that she is going down the route that she's going down at the moment, that she's, she's playing every single page out of the Trumpian playbook, and is so uncontrollable. Um, but then... Is that the sad part, or is the sad part the fact that we've got a Prime Minister that is so weak that he can't sack her? That he can't actually show his authority and actually do the thing that he needs to do, which is which is just get rid of, of her. Um, we shouldn't have a Home Secretary whose comments, um, as they have been this week, but they've been on so many other things, are so divisive us are stoking up tensions at points in time when the one thing we shouldn't be doing is stoking up tension i'm not going to express an opinion one way or the other on on marches at the moment in time there will be people sympathetic to both sides uh of of the argument 
uh, with what's currently going on and the re- remarkably sad situation that's going on in 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 Gaza. Um, but it, it, that that bit's immaterial. If people feel strongly enough to want to to go out on the street and express how strongly they feel. And they do that. And by the way, I know, I know we have to police the edges of these things because the edges of these things are horrible. And it doesn't matter, matter whether it's a left-wing issue or a right-wing issue. It doesn't matter which side of the, the, the divide you, you choose or which side of the divide you talk about. The edges to that argument will always be horrible. They always will be. The edges of the Brexit argument were horrible, but then the edges of the Remain argument were equally horrible because people hijack these issues for the things they want them to be. And we have to accept that in in reality, the thing that 90% of people are making a protest about and doing in a legal and a lawful and a balanced way is perfectly legitimate and we shouldn't lump everybody in together. But to get a Home Secretary who is going down the route of doing that on issues and is wanting to stoke on issues and is wanting to divide and wanting to polarise and wanting to heighten and raise tension, then that's appalling. And we shouldn't have a Prime Minister who can't act according to that because it's a material break of the Ministerial Code, what she's done. Not that the Ministerial Code is really considered to be something worth worrying about too much, but she has broken it. And and I can't think of a situation, certainly... you know, five years back, the, where this would have happened. But yes, it's becoming more of the norm. I get it, um, but it's so brazen what she's doing. It's it's, it's just beyond words. Thursday, my favourite candle's back, or rather, not quite my favourite candle because it's been renamed, and I think it is the the scent has altered slightly, but it's. They're all thereabouts, my favourite candle. The Yankee Candle made something that was called sugar cane or candy cane, candy cane. And it was a peppermint um, kind of smelling candle. And it was amazing. It was it was just proper, just proper everything I wanted in a candle. And you know this because I've talked about it before. Uh, and there's been various people who've copied them. I think it was Aldi or Lidl that copied them last year and they were quite close. Um, and then I managed to find places in previous years that had stocks of them, but they kind of disappeared. And... Now they're back. Uh, and they're back as candy cane milkshake. And um, I, I just saw them as I wanted through Sainsbury's the other night. And they hold up, had a whole raft of them. They're a slightly different colour. They used to be like a, a grey. Um, and they've still got a hint of grey. It's more like a snow colour at the moment. Um, so they've got a they've got a hint of uh, a hint of grey, but they're 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 a, they're, they're a white they're whiter in in hue uh, this time round. But they are back, uh, and I will be working out the the you know the best place to bulk buy because three or four tend to get me through the year. I don't have them on that often. Uh, I do like a scented candle when I'm in my office, and uh, and if I buy three or four of the big ones. Um, they'll they'll last me. They'll take me in my office through the through the year. I've still got a couple of the knockoffs that I'm 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 using, uh, which I'll get through. But I've I've not been going too quick because I know I've been running out. So um, I can go back to kind of flagrant candle burning because I've been on rationed candle burning. So we can go back to to you know absolute flagrant candle burning, which is which is always a nice position uh, to be. And I can go back to having that kind of heady mix. I just need somebody to do me a caramac one now. Friday. 
I'm going to finish with the trials and tribulations of trying to book um, a Christmas do, uh, which I've been trying to book for the trade association that I work for three days a week. I've probably explained the trade association called the MIA. It's the Music Industries Association, and it represents people who either make or sell musical instruments. So, as I said before, from from the Fenders and the big guys and the what have you, through the Yamahas, through some of the tra- uh, traditional and classical companies and, and what have you, all the way through all the retailers, retailers, yada, yada, yada. Um, and for such a massive sort of amount of money that we represent in terms of the, the kind of turnover of some of the brands, that actually we are a very, very small little entity. Uh, our industry doesn't really embrace the idea of a trade association or what it does. Um, and we used to do a Christmas dinner, we used to do a gala dinner, and uh, that kind of that kind of became really difficult and, and, and take a lot of time to do, so we, we stopped that. But what we thought this time was, let's try and do a, a get-together, just, just an everybody together in a room, um, of, of some description, whether it be a nice meal, whatever it might be, let's try and do something. We put a poll out and we got a really good response. Um, and so we were looking at, and we are looking at the fact that we might be able to get maybe 100 people together uh, for some form of Christmas event. And it's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare because we left it too late. Um, but it's been a nightmare because booking places is really, really hard, uh, simply because most places are greedy. Uh, I don't. I don't know another way to, to to put it. At the same time, I'm going to ex, I'm going to say it's really hard being in hospitality. So I absolutely get all of that. But but essentially, what you end up with is places that can see eighty or hundred people who turn around to you and say, "Yes, you can come. That's absolutely fine. We'd love to have you." Um, it's a minimum spend of ten grand, and there's a twelve and a half percent service charge. And by the way, we can we can take seventy people. Um, and so you start looking and going, well, hang on a minute, that's 11 and a half grand, 70 people, I'm on 150 quid ahead here. Uh, and yet when you look at the menu, you are, you just can't get anywhere close to that kind of figure. So suddenly you are, you know, you're paying for, and I get it. I get the fact that a restaurant might be able to do two covers in the evening and it's suddenly doing one, but what they're doing is they're putting the whole cost on you that they're, they're, they're looking and going, well, the average spend might be. 50, 60 quid per head, and what we're saying is you've got to spend 120 if that's what you want. Um, so from the restaurant perspective, I get it. Um, but what there isn't in there is anything that helps somebody who's trying to book a Christmas too, uh, where you're trying to keep your tickets at 50, 75 quid a head, which is what we were trying to do. And, and anyway, it, it is what it is. And I, I, the challenge of Frog any further, and, and everybody turns around and says, well, you can do this and you can do that and do that. Yes, you can. But we were trying to get somewhere in and around central London. That's 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 what's thrown it all up. So, if, you know, because I appreciate that there are plenty of places you can go that don't ask you for that kind of money in the evening. But if you are trying to do something in and around parts of central London, then that's that's the kind of, that's kind of where you are. And I guess the point is that if you book somewhere and you ask people to spend 120, 130 quid a head, it's got to be great. And, and in reality, you look at a lot of these places and go, it'll be nice, but it won't be worth the money that we're going to have to ask for it. Uh, and we're not in the Christmas do space where we're a company who are making the decision to pay for it on behalf of employees, in which case we can go, you know what, that that that's fine. That's fine. We've got 50 employees or 70 employees. We're quite happy to, to we're not doing Christmas bonuses, we're not doing presents. We're quite happy to go, yep, 130 quid a head's fine because you know what, 130 quid, there'll be loads of booze, absolutely loads of booze. Anyway, that's been the challenge. What I'm coming around to is that we've ended up at Vodka Revolution. And it's not called Vodka Revolution anymore. It's called Revolution. And the one we're going to is near um, Liverpool Street Station uh, on Leadenhall, Leadenhall. Don't know how you pronounce it. Probably Leadenhall. And it looks really, really nice. It looks really, really nice. But the fact of the matter is, it's still 
ultimately vodka revs, which means it's going to be messy. So I've no idea what the food's going to be like. We've, we've, we've managed to get it in at 50 quid a head plus fat, so 60 quid all in, for a welcome drink, a three-course meal, and a little wristband that gets you three more drinks. So straight away, we know the food at best. Well, if we're not poisoned, that's a start. And if it's edible, that's about as much as we can expect. And I'm not knocking revolution here. I'm just saying for what we're paying, it, I, I'm, my expectations are no higher. But it's going to be messy. And it's going to be chintzy, and it's going to be glitzy, and it's going to be a student night, and it's going to be all those things you expect it to be. And I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to it. All we need to do now is sell the tickets because we've put it on sale and the take-up so far is slow. But I think that's because everybody thinks they've got plenty of time and we've got to start confirming menu choices. And if we're not careful, everybody's having Christmas dinner and that's it. But, but, I'm, I'm, see, I missed it. I missed it first time round. I, I, I didn't do nights at Vodka Revs because it came at the point where I started to settle down and what have you. So I know it's a you know it's like a Gavin and Stacey era type thing, and I, I just missed it. I'm, I'm just too old for it. But um, so I'm, I'm really quite quite looking forward to it actually. Even though I'll be mainly I'll be too old when I get there. But you know what? It's one night. I think it's going to be great. So so give it up. For, for for vodka revs one for solving our problem that we've got a venue we've got somewhere to go it's the right money and the expectations will be what the expectations will be and two because it might end up being absolutely fantastic anyway i'm dashing off stuff to do need to get a shower need to go for a run you know the drill on a saturday morning i hope you're well uh i hope you had a good week uh and i will speak to you all soon <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production